Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, and we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment here, boys and girls, while we bring on Facebook, get everybody under one roof here at MHH, and we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, since you and I have uh, been off, there was a little news that uh, broke on the Melvin Gordon front because, as we discussed last week with George Payton's kind of pre-draft, it's basically he, he and Vic Fangio, it's their replacement at the combine you know they usually speak at the combine of course it's that replacement since there won't be one and what we learned from Peyton uh is that he likes Melvin Gordon but doesn't really love him and was very non-committal about what his future is well we learned on uh, uh what was it yesterday I think Tuesday that the local uh judge that in that case dismissed it he still got ticketed for reckless driving as far as a plea type deal but that's gone which means he's no longer at risk of losing the guaranteed dollars in his contract getting voided, does that mean he's here? He's here for for twenty twenty one in your eyes? Well, I mean, first of all, it's kind of wild why or how the charges were dismissed. I'm not going to get into it, but there's kind of a I don't want to say a political reason, but you know, there was an outside circumstance that led to his charges being dismissed. And you know what? It clears the way for Melvin Gordon in the same way that Von Miller's investigation being over cleared the way for him to remain in Denver for this season. I think Melvin Gordon's on thinner ice because even though he got the volume last year, I didn't see a guy worth $8 million a year. I didn't see a guy worth you know $4.5 million guaranteed. When you're going to give Philip Lindsay more than likely the second-round tender, he's going to get a nice chunk of change as well. I'm not a big proponent in paying older veteran running backs that aren't really that explosive any longer. It gives him a better shot at staying, but I think it's still like 55-45, whether Peyton kind of rips the Band-Aid off and eats some money to get better and younger and hopefully faster at the position. Yeah, I mean, Gordon was, you know, he was solid. And I'll I'll tell you that even though I think a big reason why his stats turned out the way they were, I mean, he ended up going over 1,000 yards in total yards from scrimmage, 980-some-odd rushing, and then, you know, 140-something touchdown receiving. But one of the big reasons for that, Zach, was the fact that Pat Shermer loves him. Right. Pat Shermer went out of his way to feature Gordon. And, 
you know, it helped. And it wasn't Gordon's fault that Philip Lindsay got hurt. That certainly kind of helped him take over the featured role, especially down the stretch. I mean, it basically became the Melvin Gordon show. And he deserves some credit for kind of shouldering that load when when Philip got banged up, especially from week 12 on. But is that production, Zach? I'm looking at it here. 4.5 here. I'll share it so everyone can see. By the way, we've got superstar Levi Hope in the house tonight. We can't wait to bring him on the show here in just a minute. We'll, We'll introduce everyone to him in just a moment's time. But, Zach, look at this. All right, this is this is Melvin's 2021 contract, four and a half million guaranteed. All right, five million or five hundred thousand per game roster bonus. Total cap number eight point nine million. And then if you look at the dead cap or and and uh, dead money and cap savings, if he were to be cut before June first as a pre June first designation, the Broncos would really take it on the chin. Let's see what it would look like post. No different. So they would have to be willing to eat a pretty serious. Um, yeah. You know, because the cap savings would only be $2.4 million. Yeah, he's on the team this year. That was a really uh, poorly structured contract by John Elway. I thought he made a lot of good moves last offseason. The Melvin Gordon addition screamed impulsive. And whether they don't believe in Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman, I think they can get better at the position. But they should be focusing on that with or without Melvin Gordon. And uh, I think now, though, considering the guaranteed money, considering they don't really have Another option that Pat Shermer loves, which, by the way, I don't care what he loves. He can't use the players he has either way. But I think um, knowing all that, a veteran running back on the roster, four and a half million bucks, whatever he's guaranteed, I think he's pretty safe now. So it's good for Melvin. Stay away from the wine, though. Indeed. Guys, we are one week away from free agency kicking off. I mean, by this time next week, we're going to have a pretty good beat on how all the big free agent dominoes are going to fall because we'll be two days into – the uh, legal tampering period. So it's exciting times. we got a lot still to get to tonight, including our visit and sit down with superstar MHH Mount Rushmore superstar Levi Hope. Before we do, I just want to grab this quick super from Fat Cats because he's dipping in and out. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, my dog. He says, uh, dipping in and out, fellas. Two more names I really want to see uh, signed soon. Pay Lindsay, pay Shelby. Appreciate all the content and the pod in general. Keep it up, priests and beast. Yep, he coined that term. We'll, we'll give him his uh, his props. We'll talk more about that, Fat Cats. I know you're listening after the fact, but we'll talk more about that. All right, just a couple other quick things, and then uh, we'll dive right in and grab Levi here. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, the main account, at Mile High Huddle. We love connecting with our audience. We love connecting with our community, and that's two easy ways to do it. My partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter. Follow him, at Kelberman NFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen. And then our producer, Buona Beast, on Twitter, though. He is known as at John K. MHH. Guys, tonight we're going to announce the latest winner of the T-shirt giveaway for our Facebook page, uh, the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. In case you missed it, what we're doing now and for the foreseeable future is each week we're raffling off randomly selected to a follower, someone someone in the community who's both following and liking the page, we're randomly giving out T-shirts, hats, swag uh, to promote the page and get as much of our great audience and community over there following the page because we have some big plans for that page here in 2021. So it's easy, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod, all right, or just open up the app. Most people who use Facebook, you have the app on your phone. Search Huddle Up Podcast. You'll find it. Give it a like. Give it a follow. That enters you into win. And we'll announce at the end of tonight's show the winner of this week's giveaway for the Facebook page. Also, guys, uh, check out when while we're talking about Facebook, look into becoming an official supporter of our main page. 
uh, facebook.com slash mile high huddle. It's the big blue button. You click that. It's, I think it's five bucks a month. You get access to Kelberman's Corner, which episode 10 is coming this Sunday at noon mountain time. Hot takes that hold water. Plus on Saturday, we're launching a brand new show for supporters only called The Trickle Zone. And it's going to capitalize for those of you that are big time draft nerds and want to know everything there is to know about the 2021 draft class and team needs and what teams are whispering about this or that. It's right up your alley. And that's going to be Saturday at noon. So you want to get in on that, become a supporter, find our Facebook page, click the big blue button. Check out the merch store when you get a minute, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, seriously, we are just stoked to have you with us, and we appreciate each and every one of you for being with us. We do ask, though, that you subscribe. It's within the power of everyone listening, the sound of our voice. Do these things. Subscribe, like this video. If you're on YouTube right now or Facebook, like this video. And then the litmus test is, if we're doing a good job for you, if you respect the effort, share it out there. And help us continue to grow, reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, without further ado, let's bring on Levi Hope to the show. Been a soup. You know, what's crazy, Levi, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for making some time for us, my dog. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I just appreciate you guys having me on here. I'm excited to dive in some Broncos with you. It's going to be fun. And Levi kind of came out, Zach, if you remember, it was, I want to say, and I could be slightly off a little bit, but I'm pretty good about remembering this kind of thing. About right before summertime last year, might have been like right around the draft or shortly after the draft, but somewhere a few months into 2020, came on strong with the vengeance from the top rope right out of the gates. And, man, we just love we, – we've loved having you in the community. It's been a gas. And, as you know, we really appreciate everything you do to support what we do here at MHH. But we got to ask you, man, you're, you're one of those great members of our community. 
I'm not going to betray per se where you live. I'll leave that up to you. But I'll suffice to say you're not in Colorado. You exemplify the hashtag state of being. So tell everybody how you became such a dedicated, hardcore, knowledgeable, passionate Broncos fan. Well, let me first off by say uh, I'm from Colorado originally. Um, I moved out here from work. Um, But growing up, I've been a Broncos fan ever since I was a kid. I mean, my my father and stepfather were Broncos fans. So ever since I was a kid, I was a big Broncos fan. You're uh, so from Colorado. So what year? What when you were your earliest Broncos memories watching the team? Like for me, it's the '87 Super Bowl, Washington, right? And Broncos get out to an early lead, and then that fades away pretty that gum quick in the second quarter. What's yours? Um, I think it was. It's it's tough to say, but I just remember the Super Bowls back then. I'm old enough to remember them. Um, I I know I was old enough to be able to write to John Elway and Terrell Davis as in grade school nice. as my heroes, and uh, it was fun. So it's been a while. Um, yeah. So those are your some of your best memories. Now you've watched the show enough where you know what's coming next, Levi. What has been as a Broncos fan? Not your greatest memory. Not your proudest memory. You know. D- delve into that part of your mind in Broncos fandom. Uh, this is this is a two part because the time that I spent in the military was kind of I was away from football a little bit, so I didn't get the chance to watch as much as I wanted to. Um, so that was probably like a dark time, I guess, for football. But it's been the last few years um, since Peyton Manning. I think uh, it's been pretty pretty dark. It has been uh, a little grim around Broncos HQ, and there have been a few uh, flashes of hope and a few flashes of you know optimism, but just when fans start getting the hopes up, then it just gets dashed. But that could be changing. By the way, thank you for the super chat from Zeus. Good to see you, my friend. Um, we got to get you back on the show, by the way, Stu. Reach out. Let me know when you can make some time and come on because we miss you, dude. All right? We miss Zeus McPeak. He says, hey, Levi, rock star. Shout out. Um, we got to get your thoughts here on, you know, talk about some dark days. Maybe better times are ahead. <clears throat> Gavin says, thank you for your service, by the way. And I agree. Thank Levi, you. Um, but it starts with, was George Payton the right hire? In your mind, How? what was your reaction to George Payton? And do you think this was the, the right hire for your Denver Broncos? I'll first off by say John Elway is still the man. Right. And we've had a lot of good years with John. We wouldn't have three Super Bowls without John Elway. So first off, he's the man. Uh, second off, yeah, I think Peyton's doing the right things right now. And I, there's nothing to say otherwise. So for right now, I think Peyton's, Peyton's the man. So I think he's doing a great job. Speaking of the job he's doing, what do you think he's going to do with quarterback? Do you think, do you foresee a Deshaun Watson trade? I mean, are you on the Drew Lock bandwagon? Where do you sit in terms of who's at Q in Denver this year? Um, in reality, it's going to be probably Drew Locke in a, in a, a veteran, right? Um, I think I've talked to you already, Chad, about this, but like, yeah. I think Deshaun Watson at this time is just better than Drew Locke, right? I think we all could, can agree to that. Yeah, sure. And I would do whatever it takes to get a Deshaun Watson. But let me preface that by saying I don't hate Drew Locke either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's either Drew Locke. Or Deshaun Watson. I don't want any other quarterbacks. I don't want no Sam Darnold. I don't, I don't want anybody else. You know, yeah. um, I'm, I'm okay to ride with Drew Lock next year. And it's ridiculous to assume that Drew Lock is not going to be better than this last year. 
Agreed. Agreed. And that was, that was kind of a, one of the questions that, uh, who was it there that said that, um, what was your thoughts on, on Drew Luck? I agree. He's gonna, he's gonna move forward. He's going to take some kind of, the odds are he's going to take some kind of step in year three, but I have another point on that here. First, I got to grab the queen jumping in with a very generous super. Thank you, Christy. Always great to have you in the, in the stream. She says, amazing work guys, as always a great show and an amazing community. Thanks for all the hard work you guys put in hashtag the best. And then Nice to see you, Levi. Shout out. Thank you, Christy. So let's define that for a second, though. Back to your Deshaun Watson thing. And I don't say this, you know, we don't want – you and I talked about this before we went live, you know, the the debates. It sometimes can get it, – it wears on you, right? You get It's like nails on a chalkboard. You're like, enough already. But what would you say is – I mean, you said whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. Is there a bridge too far? I mean, is are you willing to give up three ones – two twos and a Bradley Chubb and a Noah Fant type thing, or is there a limit to what you'd be willing to give up real, you know, reasonably to, to land Deshaun Watson? I mean, I would, but I'm not the GM of the Broncos, right? Um, for, for a first time GM in the league, right. And a business decision, it's just, it's not realistic for Deshaun Watson. Do I want Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. There's so many other teams out there that want him, but realistically right now, it's just, it's, it's probably not going to happen. Oliva, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. You mentioned it's probably going to be a veteran quarterback behind Drew Locke or in tandem with Drew Locke. I, I know it's for you, Deshaun Watson or Drew Locke or Bust, but of the veteran options, the realistic ones, which do you prefer? I mean, we all know what I prefer and what Chad prefers, but how about you? Uh, I'd probably have to say Andy Dalton to, to be realistic. Um, but also, I'm not opposed to just running back with ripping. Like, <laughs> if Drew Locke's not going to work next year, it doesn't matter anyway, right? So, and he's going to blow everything up, or Payne's going to blow everything up. So, I'm okay to run with ripping back or bringing a veteran to help guide Locke along the way. It's funny you say that because Kenneth Booker published an article today, five reasons Brett Rippin makes the most sense as the Broncos' backup quarterback if you're going to run it back with Drew Locke. And uh, for those of you who maybe missed the article or haven't gotten to it yet, you got to go check it out when you get some time. But I'll tell you what, like Kenneth's argument, he kind of swayed me a little bit. Like I wouldn't be opposed to it either in terms of like, really, what do you think? This is a question for both of you guys. How big of a departure is it if Drew got hurt or if, you know, heaven forbid he fell on his face and, just failed to uh, launch in the first quarter of the season, and the Broncos did have to make a change of quarterback. How big of a discrepancy do you think there really would be? And I'll start with you, Levi, between Andy Dalton, what Andy Dalton could do for the Denver Broncos, and what Brett Rippon could do in year two of the Shermer scheme. Well, Andy Dalton is just, he's been in the league for such a long time that his experience just outweighs Brett Rippon, right? Um, but also Andy Dalton costs money. <laughs> and it's like, what does Jay, what does, what does Payton want to do? You have to look at everything as like a business decision, right? Um, I would go with Andy Dalton, just the hedge of the bets. But I don't see – I mean, it's, it's Drew Locker bust next next year anyway, you know, if they go that way. I'd be okay with just ripping. What do you think, Zach? I, it, money doesn't matter to me because the Broncos have so much of it. So five or six million bucks for Andy Dalton, you know, really would be a drop in the bucket. 
we and people talk about I'm not a card carrying member of the Brett Rippon fan club and people talk about him like he's this Alex Smith you know perfect game manager didn't he throw three picks in that Jets game it was two touchdowns to three picks I mean he's still in uh, inconsistent also still growing quarterback as well so if you don't want to go with one that you have already in Drew Locke at least you have the veteran like Levi mentioned the experience you know 35,000 passing yards three Pro Bowl trips 90 career wins he's been in the league over a decade now you want that guy to help keep you afloat and it's not the ideal option because that would mean Drew Locke busts and you don't have Deshaun Watson let's say but if you want to at least be competitive if Vic Fangio wants to save his job I think he'd rather hitch his wagon to Dalton Star and not Brett Rippens. John go ahead and throw up uh, BG we'll get this last one for from BG and then I have one question one more question from for Levi and then we'll dip out here but uh, BG OG superstar good to see you bro he says so Levi you wouldn't take a Russell Wilson Hmm. Sign me up. So, I mean, look, as you said, Levi, no one can argue that Deshaun Watson today is a better and more proven quarterback than Drew Locke. And obviously none could argue any different, right, for for Russell Wilson. But would you have the same type of, um, I don't know, same type of uh, aggressiveness to go after a Russell Wilson if indeed the Seahawks really put him on the block? Um, there's yes and no. I would say no, just because he's older than Deshaun Watson. Um, yes, because it's Russell Wilson still, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's one of the, one of the best in the league right now, but you have to assume currently, if you go for Russell Wilson with the time that he has left in this league, that you're close to somewhat of a playoff Super Bowl roster. I think you could say that too with Deshaun Watson, but at least Deshaun Watson gives you more time because he's, he's younger. Russell Wilson is getting in a little bit older. So um, but I think Russell Wilson is also probably cheaper um, than Deshaun Watson would be. Yep. So I would probably say no to Russell Wilson just on that, that fact, but uh, yes to Deshaun Watson for sure. Okay. What do you think, Levi, what would be your strategy? You mentioned that you're not George Payton, obviously, but it, pretend you were for a second. Where do you go in the draft? Do you go cornerback? Do you go linebacker? Do you go edge? Like, what would you pick at number nine overall, assuming that you hold on to that pick? Um, if I have to take something at nine, I'm definitely going to go quarter cornerback. I mean, it just makes sense uh, or linebacker. But if I don't have to hold on to the pick, you know, depending what falls to me, if a quarterback falls, I probably still don't take the quarterback. I just trade away for a bunch of picks that somebody wants um, and build it that way. But yeah, that's probably what I would do at, at nine. Pragmatic. I love it, man. Hey, seriously from all of the MHH crew, because, you know, I, I think, you know, our, our bond with you here on huddle up is, is really strong, but I know you, you uh, support the other pods on the, on our network. And we, we just appreciate everything, my friend. And it's been a, a joy, really. It's been a privilege. It's one of the spices of life we get out of doing this to get to know our community members and especially our, our super chat superstars who, you know, they, they are the ones supporting what we do here on this on this video content, this live streams, you included. So thank you so much for everything, my friend. And seriously, it's it's great. And when when we get through some of this news and the draft, maybe we'll get you back on and get your reaction to some of these big moves. Absolutely. And uh hey, if you guys haven't been Facebook supporters yet, go check out Kelberman's Corner. It's great. I promise you, it's worth it. But I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Uh, anytime. Levi, I was going to personally thank you. You've been incredible in KK every single week. You've been plugging it. You've been connecting in there, interacting. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate it. So thank you so, so much. Of course, guys. Hey, y'all take care now. 
All right, buddy. One last thing, guys. Sure. Connect with Levi on Twitter at Levi Hope Six, as you can see on screen. Those of you listening after the fact, it's it sounds just as it's spelled at Levi Hope, the number six. Levi, MHH superstar. Have a good night, brother. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, there he goes. Levi Hope. Love him, dude. Great dude. Um, really cool job. We're not, we can't tell you what his job is, but he has a really cool job, and he's a really cool guy. Eight-year veteran of the Marine Corps, too. I mean, this is a guy that's just – he's an all-timer. He's, he's in the Hall of Fame, so love it. But, yeah, he's he, – you know, he's a dedicated huddle-upper, but he's not really he, – he's not – he doesn't quite agree with us perfectly on the whole Deshaun Watson thing, and I love seeing that. I love that, you know, the, the diversity of opinion. I've always said that, yeah, if everyone agreed with each other, it'd be a boring podcast. And I love how he came on here and he was a realist. And uh, you're right, he's been so supportive and so dedicated. And every single time we have these Super Chat, Superstar interviews chatted, it more and more makes me realize we really do have the best audience, the best listeners in the entire world. So, again, we say it so often, but thank you, guys. You truly make this what it is. Undoubtedly. Uh, Real quick, John Let's see, whatever you have queued up. I haven't looked on the on the back end. I'll, I'll pull it up just so that we can grab some of our great superstars who have been patient here. Um, Rod, the bro, this is – I want to say, Rod, well, I know it's a couple couple uh, pods in a row for you, but did you – have you been with this for a while, but you changed your handle? Because I recognize your profile pic, but your handle seems new to me. Either way, we appreciate you. Thank you for the support, my friend. He says, despite how people feel about Melvin Gordon – he still was 16 yards away from a thousand yards in less games when needed while Lindsay was hurt or struggling in the second half of the, sp- of the season, uh, despite his off field issues, etc. 
yeah, I mean, I tip my cap to I tip my cap to Melvin. He was definitely took some pressure off of of Drew, took some pressure off of Shermer down the stretch. But my question to you, Rod, is you know rhetorical. You ponder this. We'll we'll discuss it. But Zach was that thousand yards of production relative to what someone else could have done. Like if you get Royce Freeman in that group all season long, what could he do for you? Do you think he gets if he gets if Royce Freeman gets a similar number of touches, Zach, in twenty twenty, as Melvin Gordon. 800 maybe yards plus another probably equal in, in receiving yards. I mean, to me, that's the problem is, is production versus value compared to options out there. That's why I said in my opening remarks about Gordon tonight, I wasn't that impressed with his season. I'm not saying he had a bad season, but it was based on volume. You give a running back enough carries, he's going to make hay with it if he if he's worth his salt in any sense. But the argument I'm going to use is the argument I used against C.J. Anderson a few years ago and the argument that the Philip Lindsay critics use against in the last couple of years. A 1,000 yards over 16 games is what, 66 yards a game? It's not really something a barometer of success or a barometer that a player is worth a certain amount of dollars. And he did not even hit that mark. So I think it's a, a narrative um, or a way for people that support Melvin Gordon to support him or, or justify his contract or to advocate for his return to the team. It didn't blow me away coming up 16 yards shy, especially when Chad, they brought him in largely for his pass catching chops. And what did he do in that department? He was pretty ineffectual. I understand the play calling didn't help him in that regard, but I wanted to see more out of that for Melvin Gordon to justify that contract. We got one here from John Houston in the house. Good to see you, brother. And he wants to know, do you guys get my email? I mean, emailed a few days ago. I just searched it just to see if I missed something. We didn't get it. So maybe check the spelling on it. A mile high huddle at gmail.com. I've noticed every once in a blue moon because there's two H's back to back in high and huddle. Sometimes people forget the second or, you know, whatever, or the first, they, they miss one of the H's there, send it out. And if, and maybe your uh, email service doesn't always inform you if it, if it was a, you know, dead, a dead email. So uh, resend it, my friend, and uh, we will definitely reply. He says, I heard a free agent wide receiver, Sammy Watkins to Denver. Is Where? that true? I haven't heard that. Well, you don't need another wide receiver in Denver, dog. You've got Cortland Sutton. You've got freaking Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick coming back on an RFA. Plus, you got the great Noah fan. Plus, you got Albert Okaway Boonham that's going to be a stud also this year. I mean, if you're going to spend, John, why would you spend on another wide receiver that's frankly past his prime, a fair to middling NFL veteran? Passes prime, going to be fairly expensive. He's injury prone. And you also have Tyree Cleveland, Chad, who, you know, you can add that to the list as well. If there's one position the Broncos really should not prioritize this offseason, it's definitely wide receivers. So, so let Sammy Watkins go elsewhere. Stu, before you forget, email me while this show is live. Let's set up a time. I'll tell you right now, I mean, if we need to do a weekend, uh, like a Sunday night show, we can definitely do that. But let me just tell you real quick. I'm sorry, guys. Just bear with me because. We might. I don't know. The next time I'll be able to talk to Stu is, I mean, we'll, we'll we can make it work whenever. But we got April fourteenth wide open if you wanted to do that or just reach out to me, Doc. But thank you for the super chat again, uh, and hello to you. Give our best to the fam. Hope everybody's doing well. Thank you, Zeus. I was uh, just bragging about you, in fact, Stu, to one of my friends who came to visit uh, over the weekend, showing him some of the some of the swag you sent us. So good to see you, uh, BG. I'm okay with Gordon. If he cleans up his fumbles, he's worth the money. He runs hard. Thank you for the super. 
good point, man. Those fumbles a couple of times last year, man, they were, man, they were, they were brutal, but he ended up kind of tightening it up down the stretch. It was early on when he had the fumbleitis. Yeah. Running back does his job better. You know, it's again, he holds on to the ball. I mean, it's, it's, he had a decent second half of the season. I just think he was way overpaid for what he brings to the table. Okay, John, let me, um, Levi, you don't have to do that, dog. Thank you so much, brother. Thank Great you, talking Levi. to you. Great talking to you. You are the man. And uh, it was cool to hear, you know, that was news to me that um, eight-year veteran of the Marine Corps. We have several great members of our community, including Chris Hernandez, who's going to be on the show very, very soon as well, uh, that have served this country in the armed forces or are still serving this country like Chris in Chris's case. Yeah, it's, I, I appreciate everyone's service out there. Sincerely. Thank you, Levi. All right, real quick, John, before we dive right back into the stream, I want to, Zach, get your take on where things stand with the salary cap because the Denver Broncos, having applied the franchise tag to Justin Simmons, they also uh, exclusive rights tendered three guys. Um, And then, of course, the RFA tenders, they dipped. They were in the top five in terms of cap space. This is via over the cap. They dipped a little bit, all right? Now they are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're eighth in the NFL. This counts those tenders, all right? This counts the franchise-restricted and exclusive rights tenders. The Broncos sit, Zach, with $32.3 million in cap space, and that also includes Von Miller's right. cap hit, uh, which may or may not, you know, if, if he does stick around, it could end up just being on that option, and it's going to stay that way, or they could end up doing a – an extension that defers that and opens up more cap space. But that's still, even with Shelby to be decided, right? You got to figure out what you're going to do with Shelby. You might still execute a long-term multi-year deal between now and July. I know that's the goal for George Payton with Justin Simmons, but Zach, you can do a lot of damage with $32 million in cap space. You can do a lot. And you're also, you have Kareem Jackson on the roster as well at his cap number. You can either cut him and, and pick up most of that in cap savings or restructure and pick up more money. You can cut the Nick Vanettes of the world, the Jeff Driscolls of the world. There's ways for George Payton to trim more fat off this roster. But as is right now, 32, over $32 million, you can bring back Shelby Harris. You can sign Simmons to a long-term deal, which by the way, if you do that, you can spread his cap hits over the course of his contract and maybe lower that cap hit from what it is now with the tender. So yes, I mean, they're in a good position and that's why I'm not going to kill myself if they do spend five or six million bucks on a quarterback like Andy Dalton they have the means to do so it's about building the roster kind of adding little pieces in free agency and then using the draft to build the nucleus that's I think what George Payton is going to do uh quick excuse me a a message here from Kiernan good to see you my friend he says sorry I haven't been around recently uh work and time difference are hard to work around um except on ops on building the Broncos. Can, could I get a mile high hello from for the Sheffield Giants? The team? Yeah, mile high hello. All right, mile high salute, mile high hello for to the to the Sheffield Giants, my dog. Is that England? Yeah, what is that? I believe that's England. So the time difference, right? And Sheffield, Sheffield, oh, England. Right, right. Could be. Appreciate yeah, you, Karen. Shout out, shout out. You guys go destroy, get her done. And here's an act. Yep, you're right. Super chat from across the pond. Thank you, Kieran. Kieran, excuse me, Kieran, CW, my bad. Um, I still don't know what the OPS means, though, on building the Broncos. Opinions, I guess, right? Uh, maybe. What, what do you think that means? I'm not sure what you – Opportunities what you, or opinions. It's got to be – I'm not sure opponents. what you mean <laughs> Kieran, you're awesome. Clarify it if, if you want, yeah. Appreciate you, dog. 
Um, I want to keep this up for a minute, by the way. So there's a reason I'm keeping over the cap up. But This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Chris, good to see you, brother, a.k.a. Blue Raw in the house. Any unexpected cuts for Denver coming up? I think the only one that you, we need to keep an eye on, I mean, we've already talked about Von Miller. If they don't, ex, if they don't ex, uh, exercise that option, technically it's a cut. But beyond him, it's Kareem Jackson. Other than that, everyone that's really making money on this roster, in fact, I'll show you guys. Let's take a quick look. Everyone that's making money, the highest paid guys in Denver, you know, the Broncos are basically, they're on the hook, right? right. They're, they're not in situations where they can really uh, get around things. Jawan James, they made it pretty clear. I mean, we already knew going in that his guaranteed money on dead cap, which is 19 million, if they were to cut him, um, virtually guaranteed him a slot on the roster. And that was confirmed by both Peyton and Fangio last week. But Kareem, you know, sitting there at a $10 million base salary, I have a hard time saying that relative to what might also be out there relative to what's in the draft, that that's a, that that's a contract that he's worth that contract anymore. I mean, I think his performance in 19 was definitely worthy of it, but last year I think he started to take a little bit of a step back and now, you know, he's going to be 30, he's going to be 33 Zach. Unless you have the Legion of Boom, you can't have two safeties with $13 million plus cap numbers, Chad. You just can't do it in this day and age. And the Broncos want to maybe keep Von Miller around at a, a maybe a little lower cost, but maybe 15 or 16. The obvious cut right there that you can see is Nick Vanette. I'm doing that tomorrow. You can pocket 2.6. You can, it's, you only eat, I think it's 875. That's an easy cut right there. Two million bucks doesn't seem like a lot, but you can do a lot with that. 
like you said, though, Chad, they're locked into some players on the roster. They can't cut Juwan James. They can't cut Melvin Gordon. They can't cut Graham Glasgow. I mean, these players are stuck here because of the contracts that Broncos structured. Look at Brandon McManus, Chad. I mean, he's up there as well. It's kind of crazy. But you have the obvious candidates. I think Von Miller, Kareem Jackson, Jeff Driscoll, Nick Vanette. Beyond that, though, you're pretty much just doing more damage to your roster than good. There is virtually zero chance, in my opinion, Jeff Driscoll is on this roster um, after June 1st. So why, so why don't you just bite that bullet now? Like, why right. is Jeff Driscoll still on this roster? I mean, he was so bad last year in his opportunities that he flashed in the in the Pittsburgh game on the road, and, and even the Broncos were thinking, man, we could be onto something here, only to just tank in the most epic, catastrophic proportions against the Bucks. That freaking safety he took. I mean, just taking mm. sack after sack after sack – I mean, what are you what are you waiting for, George Payton? I mean, cut the cut the fat there. I mean, we can look at free agent quarterbacks that you know we we have the big names we we've discussed them, but we could even go down and look at some of the more mid tier lower names, veteran free agent journeymen that are available, that many of whom are not only better than Jeff Driscoll, but you could get at a better price than two and a half million bucks. Right, and you know, I was going to say maybe they're waiting to see what the. Uh, how, uh, in terms of a young quarterback, what they're going to do in this offseason. But they have a young quarterback already, and his name is Brett Rippon. And Driscoll really doesn't fit either camp. He's not a starting option. He's not a great backup or mentor to have. And he's not a young guy that they can build around with the ceiling. So I'm with you. I don't know what they're waiting for. They can pick up a nice chunk of change and uh, and move on from that failed signing. By the way, when it comes to utilizing the, the two main cap sites that are out there, it's a great resource for content creators and writers and journalists like us. I've kept using spot track for their free agency, uh, breaking it down by position and whatnot, but their site, which is very, it's a good site. has a lot of great information, a lot of cool widgets. It is so slow. It almost like bogs down and shuts down the stream. If I try and do a a extra tab share screen, meanwhile, over the cap who I prefer to use anyway, just because we love over the cap and Jason Fitzgerald is the man smooth, easy. And I didn't realize until recently, Zach, that they actually, you can search free agents by position it's really cool. But let me just take a look at this real quick. Uh, lower tier guys, all right, beyond, that you could get that day one are better than Driscoll. I mean, even A.J. McCarron, Zach, better yeah. than Jeff Driscoll. Colt McCoy, better oh. than Jeff Driscoll. Um, mm. Matt Barkley, mm, I'll say it, better than Jeff Driscoll. God. Uh, let, me, let me just keep going just for a second here. Geno Smith, oh. right? <laughs> better than Jeff Driscoll. My heart can't take this, Chad. But look at these names, all right? So just just rip that Band-Aid off. What are you waiting for? I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Well, here's the thing. Driscoll's cap number for this year is higher than what Dalton made last year in Dallas. Dalton played for one year, three mil. He had a deal up to six million, but he didn't hit those incentives. But you're paying Jeff Driscoll more than would be Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton craps all over Jeff Driscoll as a quarterback and as a potential number two. So I hope that move is coming soon. But as we've seen with the Broncos organization, <laughs> Atomic Man, uh, sometimes things don't happen the way you want them to. By the way, where are the um, Mullins bros and the Beathard bros from days of yore? You got Beathard as an unrestricted free agent. Now Mullins, he's an RFA, but like, where are the the throngs of Broncos fans just pounding the table for these two? Like, like it was uh, was it twenty nine? I'm trying to remember what year it was that Mullins had his little coming out party. I think it was the 2018 season, right? No, 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 it was the 2017 season. What was it? 19? I think it was 2018 because then they hired Scangarello in 2019. Everyone was connecting them to, to Mullins or Beathard. That's true. You're right. You're right. 
So there's there's your uh, there's your look at what's out there on the free agent market. Nothing that's really going to blow your hair back too much, which is why you you come up here and if if you don't like Kenneth Booker's premise about hey just roll with with Brett Rippon. And by the way, it's actually a pretty compelling argument. Go give the article a read. We could go through it uh, if we if we get some time tonight. But this is what's available to you. All right, Ben Roethlisberger off the table, Goff off the table, Wentz off the table, Prescott off the table. Stafford off the table, Rivers retired. But, you know, Alex Smith maybe? I still like that idea. I know you don't love it too much, though, Zach. I, I love it more than Joe Flacco or, or Matt Barkley or some of those other guys. I mean, I, it wouldn't be the worst. But in terms of them having to spend money, Chad, even if they just cut Jeff Driscoll, that alone could give them the funds they need to secure that backup quarterback. So I uh, hope George moving on that fairly soon. Shout out to Big Earn, who keeps me uh, keeps me on point when it comes to setting up the streams. Again, dude, if it reaches 3.30 Mountain Time and we don't have the stream already scheduled, Big Earn is on it. He's going, dude, where's the stream? Where's the stream? What's going on, dog? Because he likes to get in there early and start start the, the conversations. You know, he's on the Facebook side, but it's uh, it's great to have you. And we love the passion. We love the passion, my dog. So appreciate you. Uh, Leroy, good to see you on uh, Facebook. He says, Melvin Gordon still could be suspended. That's a good point. Personally, I would pick up a running back in the third round. They predicted Trey Sermon to be in the third round. What do you guys think? I'm okay with a third round running back if it's the right guy. If you like really think he could be a starter within the next two years, like a starting caliber guy, I'm okay with that. But I'm still not to the point where I'm ready to turn a page on Philip Lindsay. Like I think right. I think 2020 was an anomaly for him in terms of the injury bug. And I think that he's gonna bounce back with a vengeance, especially now that he's in a contract year. Cause even last year, Zach. Yeah, he can't control getting hurt, and he talked about how much he did not love getting ran up the middle constantly, and his, the implications from what he said basically was that he, he that maybe contributed to his his injury woes last year. But this year, he's going to be in a full-blown contract year because if the Broncos don't want to pay him in 2022, someone else will. I'm telling you right now, dude, you're going to see a, a monster in Philip Lindsay next year. He is going to be – unstoppable and so you know if he comes out and has an unstoppable season if he has a 28 because look 2019 philip Lindsay, he was a he was a grinder he got his thousand yards but but the big pop plays the big dynamic highlight reel plays that made him a household name as a rookie and got him to an unprecedented pro bowl not as an undrafted rookie those were kind of missing i'm predicting it right now i don't care who the quarterback is philip Lindsay's 2021 campaign is going to be more like the 2018 campaign than it was 19 or 20. First of all, it was a great point that the same thing can also be applied to Von Miller, even though he was cleared criminally, the NFL can investigate and also hand down their punishment. So Melvin Gordon's not out of the woods. I just, I'm coming around to avoiding a running back if I can with a premium pick. And by premium pick, I mean rounds one, two, and three. I mean, look at Philip Lindsay, Chad. He was an undrafted free agent. You can find good running backs in this day and age when it's a multi-running back system, every system, uh, in any round. So if there's a guy that Peyton loves on the board, and we know that George Peyton loves running backs going back to Minnesota. If there's a guy that he has conviction with, I have no problem with that. And the third, I would prefer to wait, though, and address, you know, safety, cornerback, linebacker, defensive line, tackle, first before I turn to running back. I want to grab this extremely generous super from Drew. And then, wow. John, I'm going to grab a, a question here from Primetime Puma on uh, on Twitter just next, FYI. Drew, dude, thank you so much for this. What a generous super. And just, I mean, you're an OG with us, man. Um, 
I want to say Drew goes all the way back to 24-7 as well, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, even if you don't, dude, you've been with us here as a tandem they for a, a long time. And we we love you. We appreciate you. And we look forward to having you on the show. Didn't we organize it for a Monday? I have it in my calendar, but let me, let me just see. Uh, or is it a Sunday? Did we do a Sunday? Either way, it's I, it's scheduled, but um, – we're looking forward to that, my friend. Seriously, it's going to be fun. It's long overdue. We we wanted to have you on the show for a long time. So he says, I'm busy at work. Just want to show some love. Can't wait to watch when I get home. Keep up the amazing work, guys. Man, we love you, Doc. Yeah, Drew is also an amazing Twitter follow. Chad, he's always been interacting and dropping Broncos news and tagging us. And uh, Drew, you have been an OG from day one. And I believe you do go back to 24-7. So again, thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate you more than you know and more than we can express. I want to say now it's bugging me. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Um, Prime time on Twitter. Why is it drew and a veteran? I want drew and a rookie. So if he's not the guy, we have the next guy. Well, if they, if they do uh, draft a a quarterback in the first round, Zach, there's going to be only one reason for it. And that's as a, insurance policy to keep their jobs as a coaching staff. Not because they think that guy's going to help them this year. With very few exceptions, even the best rookies in the world, like Andrew Luck in 2012, one of the exceptions. RG3 in 2012, one of the exceptions. All right. Very rarely. I mean, even look at Justin Herbert, who had one of the most dynamic, prolific rookie campaigns at quarterback in NFL history. It doesn't translate to, to wins very often. And the reason for that isn't necessarily through any fault of the quarterback, Zach. It's that if you were a first round quarterback, odds are you were picked in the top 15. And if you were picked in the top 15, probably means your team has a lot of problems. So, you know, so it's not all on you, but that's why I still don't see it. I I don't want to, I don't want a first round quarterback primetime Puma this year, if that's what you're implying, I'd be okay with still drafting a quarterback at some point. I don't want one in the first round when you need a corner, you need a linebacker. If you're going to run it back with Drew, Zach, you gotta you've got to fill some holes. Yeah, here's what I was going to say too. I thought what you were going to say was if you draft a quarterback in the top 15, that quarterback more than likely is starting year one. So here's the thing: if George Payton drafts a quarterback at number nine, let's say you know Trey Lance falls to him or Mac Jones rises up the draft board, I don't think he will. That guy is starting. That guy is taking Drew Locke's job. They're not waiting until 22 to sort that out. But then if you don't and you wait until, let's say, the third or beyond, which by then would become a project quarterback or a developmental quarterback, you already have that guy in Brett Rippon. So I don't, there'd be no logic to the Broncos rolling with that strategy. Vic Fangio needs to win now, not just wants to win now. George Payton, it's his honeymoon, but Vic Fangio, who has a ton of personnel power in the building, he needs a veteran stability insurance policy behind Drew Locke in the event that Locke bombs. So a guy like Andy Dalton or a guy like Alex Smith or whoever can maybe hopefully keep the Broncos afloat and make it a competitive season for the first time in a half decade. All right, let me see where we're at here. Uh, bear with me just one second while we catch up. Oh, Willie's in the house. Good to see you. By the way, Drew, March 22nd, a Monday night. That's when we have you booked, which you already knew. But So, guys, look forward to Drew coming on the show. A rare Monday night superstar segment, but with Drew's work schedule, it was it had to be done. We had to kind of work around him, So, and we're happy to do that. Willie, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, not going to lie, I wasn't sold on Melvin at the beginning of the year. I am now, and I'd love to see him here a little cheaper for a few more years. 
Yeah, I mean, if you could get Melvin after 2021 to stick around at a reduced, significantly reduced cost, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Honestly, I wouldn't, especially if it ends up being Shermer here for a while. Shermer loves him. But I just, I mean, let's see. By the time you get to 2022, Zach, let's take a quick look on Melvin Gordon's age. By the time you get to 2022, uh, Melvin's going to be, so he's going to turn 28 next month. So he'll be entering his age 29 season after this year. He's not getting any top dollar after this. That was his last chance to get top dollar money in the NFL. And I don't see someone like Melvin Gordon restructuring or taking less money. He's a very prideful guy. And uh, there's a really high likelihood Pat Shermer is not going to be here next season. He'll probably be fired. And uh, along with him, we'll go Melvin Gordon. So if you're looking for him to stick around beyond this season, I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, the hit to the cap for Muhammad Baji, I'll tell you right now on uh, – let me let me search this out real quick. I had it up and then I I uh, got out of it. Bear with me one second. Let me go to teams, Denver Broncos. All right, dead cap on Melvin Gordon. If they were to cut him pre June first, it's six point five million. <clears throat> if he were a post June first designation, it would be six point five million. So yeah, it's it's more than the Broncos are going to be willing to uh, shoulder. And that comment about uh, Freeman that was just up, I feel like at Oregon, there was not a lot of tread left on his tires, and that was a concern about him. He had so many college carries, and I believe he was leading rusher uh, for the Ducks. So when by the time the Broncos drafted him, he was starting out really solidly, Chad. And then that, ankle, yeah. that high ankle sprain just kind of did him in, and he never was the same player after that. I'd like to see what he can do in a different system, like maybe a Kyle Shanahan zone blocking system. I think he'd do really well there, but... Yeah, he, he doesn't really offer the, the, the third-round talent you thought you were getting him. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it is Zach's 100% right that after the high ankle sprain, he wasn't the same running back. <clears throat> that was absolutely true that year, physically. He just couldn't – it takes time for anyone to bounce back from high ankle, but especially running backs. But really what changed for him was between the years. While he was licking his wounds – Philip Lindsay became a literal bona fide NFL superstar, you know, and that uh, I don't care who you are, man, like that, that can affect you in, in some pretty significant ways in terms of your self-confidence, your juice, your motivation, your intensity, your passion for what you're doing. And a lot of times, as Zach mentioned, that can, that can be not so much fixed, but you can get a reboot in a different NFL landscape. Let's grab a uh, K hop cop 16. Quan Alexander, the linebacker, got released. Should we strike, Zach? We got this question on Twitter. I believe it was – I don't know if it was the same user, but I, I don't – he was good. Like, you you tweeted, I think, it was the perfect response. I mean, he was good in yesteryear. You know, he was good in the past, but injuries have caught up to him. Age has caught up to him, and, and I would rather save the money he would cost. And it's not going to be a veteran's minimum type deal. I'd rather draft a inside linebacker – Either be younger, cheaper, higher upside, hopefully not injury prone. Uh, that's where I want the Broncos. Now that Levante David's off the market, Chad, he resigned yeah. with Tampa Bay. There's no real inside linebacker or linebacker on the open market I would spend, you know, a pretty penny on. I'd rather go to the draft to fill those needs. And there are some really good options this year. This is a deep off-ball linebacker class. All right, go read. I mean, Eric Trickle has several articles up in the uh, Broncos draft fits. Plus, we got Finding Broncos coming out, and then Luke just published a great article on Monday, three round two caliber linebackers to fit Fangio. And it's not just, hey, here are the names, have a nice day. He explains exactly why 
each one is a fit and why they make sense. And so not allowed here. Good to see you, my friend. Hey, guys, what do you all think about Quan, Alexander, and Malcolm Butler? Do you think the Broncos will pursue? And do either of you think would be a good pickup? So real quick, let me just tell you my thoughts on Quan. He is an injury case, all right? There's a reason why the last two teams that have paid him, they cut him well before the term of his deal is up. And it's not just be, it's not because he sucks. It's that he can't stay healthy, and he gets he's getting longer and longer in the tooth. So if you could get Quan on a team-friendly deal, I'd be in, interested in that. But I don't think I still think he's going to be able to bamboozle some team out there and to pay him more than what the Broncos should be willing to pay. Malcolm Butler, dude, the Bloom's been off that rose for a long time. Miss me on Malcolm, but the Broncos are so desperate for some real veteran wherewithal at corner. I would talk to him. I would see what because I think he could fit with Fangio. I would at least talk to him about what he's looking for financially and see if he might be able to, you know, uh, whittle it, whittle his ask down to something you could live with. I was going to say the same argument I made against uh, Alexander, I can apply to Malcolm Butler. I mean, cornerbacks, as long as they have any sliver of name recognition, they get paid on the open market. And I don't see George Payton. I'm going to keep saying this a lot, guys, until March 15th in a couple days when the tampering window opens. I don't see George Payton making this big splash, especially at cornerback. Part of the reason they cut A.J. Bouye was because of his contract. They will likely sign a mid-tier guy, an inexpensive 3 to $4 million a year guy, and again, use the draft to fill and solidify. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. That position. All right, so grabbing uh, a couple of our great Facebook supporter questions and comments here. Jerry being one of them. Jerry, just very dedicated member of our community. Love you, buddy. Appreciate your support. He says, simply clinging to the idea that you give Locke a second year with coaches and a healthy team. I have a hard time seeing him do poorly. If he gets OTAs, even lighting it up. Look, dude, if the Texas Rangers, Zach, are saying, hey, we're going to 100% capacity to open the season, I mean, how can the NFLPA say it's unsafe for us to come to OTAs? Like, maybe that is a sign, thanks to what's the developments of the vaccine and it getting out there. Maybe that is a sign that the NFL is going to get its traditional offseason calendar. And also, Chad, from the Dak Prescott uh, news conference today, it was the first one in person that I can remember in the last year. They were socially distanced. They were sitting apart, but that was an in-person. It wasn't a Zoom press meeting. So that says to me, if the NFL greenlit that, it wasn't all Jerry Jones. It says to me that they expect normalcy relatively soon. So it's definitely encouraging. And Jerry, lighting up, that's subjective. I think at a bare minimum, though, if he gets a fair shot, a fair audition, no injuries, no pandemic, all that, blah, blah, blah. He will at least look like a, a a solid NFL starter. I think he would answer a lot of questions people have about him. He would put a lot of the critics, uh, you know, worries to bed. And I think the Broncos can learn to build around him if he's given that shot. So we will see. All right. We got one here from uh, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. Love Thank you, buddy. You. And your profile pic makes us, makes us laugh every time. Let me grab this one from Dave Glassman on uh, Facebook, and then we're going to get to Dave from Georgia. Uh, Dave, another great supporter. Appreciate you, dog. He says, your opinions are valid. I think we can give Drew one more year to see what he's got. I am concerned about his football acumen. I think one more year, though, is justified, Zach. Well, here's the thing about his football acumen. We all know going back to college, he, he rarely had consistency. He rarely had the same coordinator or system two years in a row. But look what he's dealt with the first two years as an NFL pro. His first coordinator in his rookie year was a rookie who he was learning to grow with. He was injured. He came off cold off the bench. His second year, he was saddled with Pat Shermer, and he had to learn a new offense over Zoom in a pandemic with injuries and all this stuff happening around him. So I question whether the football acumen or lack thereof is all on Drew Locke or whether he has been failed consistently by coaches and executives around him, not putting him in the proper situation in which he can learn. Though, with Scangarello at least, Chad, there was a sliver of progress. We saw what he can be with the right play caller. We didn't see that last year with Pat Shermer. I still do not subscribe to the notion that Drew Locke was in over his head. I, As far as like lacking the ability, lacking the football IQ to handle Pat Shermer's scheme, I think any limitations Drew had in that regard last year were directly uh, tied to the pandemic and tied to the fact of how Shermer's hands were tied as well. So we'll get, we'll come back to some of this stuff. Dave from Georgia. Good to see you, bro. Dave, it's about time to get you on the show. All right, let's, let's talk, reach out. Let's, let's pick a date in uh, April at some time and uh, in, get to meet you in person. It'd be really cool. He says, Hey guys, just wanted to show some love. Hashtag Broncos, hashtag, excuse me, state of being. And you're one of those guys that exemplifies the, the hash, both those hashtags, my friend. Yes. Thank you, Dave. Uh, BG again. Thank you, my friend. Uh, we've offered it to you. We'd love to get you on the show, BG. Just shoot us an email. We'll set it up. He says, who is each of your guys' favorite offensive and defensive players currently on the roster? 
For me, it's Vaughn, definitely, and Sutton, slightly over Fant, but Garrett Bowles is on the rise. Uh, we got a version of this question last week, Zach, or it might have been over the one of the two-week, you know, Sunday or Monday show, but, you know, Drew Locke is one of my favorite guys on offense. Like he – Philip Lindsay's is the number one for me on offense, but Drew, I really like Drew Locke, and I, I, I'm sure that comes as no surprise to our great community, Zach. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I love Lindsay. I love Locke. I, I love Cortland Sutton. I think he might be my favorite player overall on the Broncos roster, but on defense, Chad – Shelby Harris, of course. I've long been a proponent of his. I love Draymond Jones. I love Bradley Chubb. Um, there's a lot of players on the roster that you tend to, uh, you know, gravitate toward, and they have a young nucleus that's very impressive. Broncos cap space, 2014. That was the year the Broncos went out, signed Demarcus Ware, Manuel Sanders, T.J. Ward, Akib Talib. If we were to guesstimate. How much cap space Elway had to work with to lube those deals? I mean, just spitball off the top. I know it was before your time on the beat, Zach, but like, what do you, what would you guess it took to lock all those guys down? Huh. Considering the cap is a myth and it can be finesse, Chad, I, I think the answer is surprising. So, what is it? Well, I'm looking real quick. I want to see here. So, all the articles I'm pulling up on Google because I mean we covered this at Mile High Huddle back then too. Um, it was a 19, 20 million. Wrap wow. your brains around that. That goes to exactly the same thing you hear Zach say all the time. Nick talked about it last night as well. It's a, it's voodoo, right? It's yes, dollars and cents. Math is real, right? But the strictures on the salary cap imposed by the NFL for fairness purposes allow teams to manipulate the math in a way that can be beneficial and just not in ways it allows them to manipulate it in ways that on the surface seem impossible, but it happens behind the scenes. It's it's real in the sense, like, you know, you put a baby gate up for an adult. Yeah. It's real in the sense that it's in their way, but it can be so easily maneuvered around and, 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 and removed and picked up and, and moved elsewhere. Look at the Saints, Chad. They were entering the offseason $100 million over the salary cap, and now they're talking about extending their own superstars. And that great you know, exodus in New Orleans never happened. The cap, it's real, but it's not this barometer that some in the media like to make it out to be. It's the most finesse thing in this business. I guess uh, Emmanuel got, got the boot. Yep. He's on the open market now. In Ireland, so. And wait, but, before – no. No, no, yeah, no. Before no, we no. even – yeah. Ixnay on the Anders say, uh, Justin, he, oil and water, right? Emmanuel Sanders and and Cortland Sutton, like you don't want That's those. Right. Yeah, we don't want again. an altercation. Yeah, but you know what? My what a long way both of those guys have come since their throwdown in training camp ahead of the 2019 season. Because the what Emmanuel Sanders could be heard saying as they were pushing and fighting and being broken up. You know, they're getting the fight was getting broken up by teammates and coaches was basically to Sutton that you haven't proved anything, man. Like you're still basically a rook. You're going into year two. You're thinking you're the cock of the walk. You haven't proven a dadgum thing. Then he goes on to produce a monster year, yeah. catching three uh, passes from three different quarterbacks, gets a Pro Bowl nod, and last year, of course, the tragic the tragic injury. But meanwhile, Sanders has kind of faded into oblivion. He's been on two really good teams, but he's he's kind of fading out as players of his age are wont to do. Yeah, and I remember even, I believe it was my first year covering the Broncos, he skipped practice to go to some 
party or strip club Emmanuel say remember that chat it's like yeah. that guy was always he was a good producer and he was fun to root for but he had some uh, red flags in his yep. uh, baggage for sure Justin Martin good to see you back in the chat my friend really appreciate you he says hey guys haven't been able to see a live show the last few months but I'm still watching just wanted to let you guys know I appreciate all the content you guys bring and look forward to every show very you, cool Justin. man appreciate that and uh it's good to know what's up Michaela good to see you my friend um, here's one from Leroy on Facebook. We're at 59 minutes and I have something that is happening at seven 30, a meeting I got to be on, uh, on the internet for sports illustrated. So I got to be high and tight. We got 10, 10 minutes maybe. And then I got to go. Uh, Leroy says, Kenny Vaccaro has been released by the Titans. I love to see him come in and play for the Broncos with Justin Simmons. What do you guys think? I liked, I thought Kenny's career looked like it was going to be yep, phenomenal. Same. Yeah, and then he really kind of fizzled a little bit. I'm not. He's a guy that I don't want to paint him with too much with the Sua Cravens brush, but he reminds me of that in terms of just so much raw ability, but can't. You know, he's many rungs above Sua in terms of proving himself and being reliable. I mean, I, again, it's not very unfair, but he, he reminds me of him in that he's just so talented and and just has so much ability, but like it doesn't come out in the wash as consistently as you would expect commensurate to that talent. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I thought he was going to be like the next great, you know, Sean Taylor, Bob Sanders kind of safety chat, and it never worked out that way. But, no, I I really don't want, you know, him coming into the building. You have Kareem Jackson on the roster. You're going to pay Justin Simmons one way or the other. You're good at safety. If you need a third guy or a younger guy, just draft him. I, I keep saying it over and over, but I believe George Payton, for the most part, will fill the defense through the draft. All right, here's one, <clears throat> excuse me, from our friend Jeremy, aka Black Knight 232, a bona fide superstar, MHH Mount Rushmore. He says, I have a feeling that this year is going to be an evaluation year for Peyton and he and that we won't be big spenders in free agency. I think Peyton uh, gets some middle of the pack free agents, but no big splashes. Still hoping we get Wilson, talking about Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback, if he falls. Your thoughts, Zach? Jeremy, a thousand percent, even on the Zach Wilson, you know, a little notion there. I love Drew Locke, but if Wilson's there at nine, I'm running that draft card up virtually to Roger Goodell and that podium. But yeah, I just knowing it's his honeymoon season and he's not going to be this big spender. He never was. And he's told you he wants to build through the draft. I think he wants to see where this team can go with the incumbents, Chad, that he was saddled with the coaching staff, the quarterback, he was dealt a fairly crappy hand because new GMs typically pick their head coaches. He wasn't allowed the opportunity. So I think he's going to do what he can to repair the roster, build the roster, stock up the core of the team, and then go do battle and then, uh, you know, collect the pieces from there next off season. By the way, Jeremy, on that laptop um, spec that you built for me, which I appreciate my friend, I went to check it out and just for gigs, you know, I went all the way to the checkout process. The problem for that, for me on that is that the fulfillment's like sometime in April. I wouldn't see this thing till April, dog. And I need it. I would need it sooner. So that's, you'll have to, you'll have to help me understand that at a, at a later point. Hey, Richard, thank you for the, for the love, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, Levi with a question, Zach, if Kyle Pitts, the Florida big wide out slash tight end is there at nine, um, there would be a team willing to trade up to get that talent. Maybe take that route. Meaning that, if Kyle Pitts is there and a team comes calling because they want him, you, you can trade back. I wouldn't definitely, I don't think the Broncos are drafting a tight end or a wide out in the first round for Dak, I'm sure. 
And I know, Zach, most teams, I mean, unless it's the second coming of Gronk, teams have learned up now that, you know, top 10 tight ends is it's beware. It's buyer beware. Uh, first of all, if Caleb Farley, let's say, let's say is there at number nine and Pitts is there, they're not going to trade back, nor should they. I believe if Pitts is there and teams are calling the Broncos and no one the Broncos want is on the board, then it might be a possibility. But I've seen more and more of this like little groundswell for the Broncos to draft Kyle Pitts if he's there at nine. For what reason? There's so many more holes you have to fill. And even if you didn't have, you know, Noah Fan, a firm, former first round draft pick a couple of years ago on the roster, you used a fairly high draft pick last year on Albert O, who looked really good before his injury. So, no, you're good with pass catchers, wide receivers, and tight ends. You need defense, defense, defense. And I don't see George Payton uh, trading down unless he absolutely is not uh, sold on anyone left on the board chat defensively. Yeah. Shout out to Rello Takeover. Good to see you in the chat, my friend. You have definitely become a superstar. Appreciate you. He says, what's up, MHH, Chad, and Zach? Good to see you, my friend. Um, Zach, we got one. We got, a, we got a mosey here. We got one from Cody Potter. Been a minute since we've seen our friend and superstar Cody Potter in the chat that I can recall. And if I missed you recently, Cody, I apologize, but it's great having you. He says, what's the likelihood Denver has the pick of the litter on defense at nine? I say the odds are high. If so, who do we select and does it transform our defense to a new high? I think it's a pretty good chance, especially if there's a run on uh, quarterbacks. There's a pretty good chance, Zach, because I think there will also be a run on wide receivers. So, right. I mean, you might get pick of the litter there. There's no – to me this this year, there's no like – you know, it's not my expertise draft. As you guys know, it's not my – you know, that's why we have guys like Eric Nick – Luke, Lance, Carl, all those guys, but there is no like shining, clearly number one defensive prospect. Now, everyone, every drafting's got their board, but there's no like no brainer. Clearly, Miles Garrett's the guy, right. Vaughn Miller's the guy, you know, etc. But to me, that's I'm, if if I have pick of the litter, pick nine on defense, I'm taking Caleb Farley, the corner from Virginia Tech. Yeah, there's a decent chance, and I think uh, also it has to do with the offensive lineman. You have Sewell, you have Rashawn Slater. He can go in the top 10 as well. If those things happen, they can have their choice of Parsons, Sertan, uh, Farley. And uh, you're right, Chad, absolutely. There's no Bosa in this draft class. There's no Miles Garrett in this draft class. So that would benefit Denver, who are looking for a defensive prospect, more than likely at number nine. So could be Parsons, could be Farley, but the likelihood is high. And to answer the second part, Chad, if you put – uh, shut down cornerback in Vic Fangio's defense. Pair him with a you know a safety of Justin Simmons caliber. Pair him with Bryce Callahan. Pair him with hopefully Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and Draymond Jones and Shelby Harris. This defense could be top five, if not top three, next year. You know, God willing. Agreed. All right, um, one or two more, and then I want to just give some love to some of our Facebook supporters who've been giving stars tonight. Tony D A Dub, the proud owner of Discount Audio and Wheels. Appreciate you, man. Good to see you. He says, how about trading for Case Keenum? Um, would not cost much, probably cheaper than any vet we can get in the open market. And he knows Pat's system. That's the, the last thing you said there, Tony, is the only selling point for me on Case. He does know, and he's proven to be, you know, Shermer was his, his career whisperer, if you will. That's the only selling point. But it wouldn't be worth trading for him, in my opinion, unless you could, like, maybe a seventh-round pick. But I mean, I'd have to look at his contract too. Case Keenum. Uh, let me see here. I'll, I'll let me go. Let me just look real quick, Zach. Well, you you start, and I'll just I'll just look at this real quick. I don't have anything to say. My answer is no. 
No, no, no. No way in hell, Chad. No way. Zero. Six million is his base salary. His cap hit is seven point three million. That to me is <sighs> what's Kyle Sloter up to? I'd rather trade for him. He knows George Payton. I'd rather have him over Case Keenum. Period. It's laughable if it wasn't for Shermer and that magic season they had in seventeen. I don't know. Well, maybe Tony, we can revisit that another time, my friend. Uh Christian in the house. Good to see you, bro. Hey boys, imagine imagine if the Broncos D line is Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris, Von Miller, and Bradley Chubb. Crazy. And I've never said this, but I'm one of the biggest lock supporters around. Yeah, dude, it would I think that would be a formidable um, you know, plus you throw in Purcell, right? As the nose. So you got you got Draymond, Purcell, Shelby, Von Chubb. Yeah, I mean that's that's an exciting five man front. Then you in the back end you have Simmons, you might have Caleb Farley, you have Bryce Callahan. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And Vic Fangio calling the shots, and that could be a scary, scary defense. And Christian, if you're a Drew Locke fan, don't whisper it. Don't beat around the bush. You should be proud of that. You should support the quarterback of the Broncos. And right now, the quarterback of the Broncos is Drew Locke. So what I say to that is let him hate. Definitely, definitely, Tony. We we realized you were talking about as the veteran hedge behind Locke. So appreciate yeah. the the second yeah. super dog. Much love to you. I would pay him to not come to Denver. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not. The, I'm not quite that extreme on on Keenum, but uh, Willie, good to see you, bro. Again, thank you for another super chat. It seriously means a lot, dude. And um, you know, you're you're soon ap- approaching the point where we're gonna or we might have to extend an invitation, get you on the show. So keep, we love to see it. Keep it coming, Doc. He says if Locke isn't an MVP, and I'll say this in 2021, fans will still want him to go. If even if he wins the MVP, fans will find something wrong with him. It's just something about Drew Locke that just rubs fans the wrong way, and uh, I hope he rubs them the wrong. You know, I hope he fires back this year, Chad. I hope he gets his vindication, and you know, he just might. Uh, Savage Boy Kev on Twitch. We can't go a full stream without grabbing a Twitch question. What if, heaven forbid, Drew gets injured early and a Dalton Smith, etc., leads us to ten wins and Fangio keeps his job? Will Drew Locke still be a Bronco? Maybe still be a Bronco, but he won't be on the table as one of the options. You know, starting guys. He'll be he would be considered like either trade bait or, you know, he's our developmental if the crap hits the fan option in 2022. If Drew gets another grievous injury that costs him time, he's not getting his job back if Andy Dalton's on the roster. Just believe that. If Alex Smith is on the roster, he's not getting his job back. And especially if they 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 make hey if they're winning games, so that's the thing for Drew. Not only do you got to play well, Zach, but and I know you can't always control it perfectly, but you have to stay healthy. Here's what happens in that scenario. Let's assume Andy Dalton or Alex Smith gets a one year contract. Drew gets injured, and that team wins ten games. They would resign the that veteran incumbent, and they would get rid of Drew Locke, like you said, Chad, and then use a first or high round draft pick on the quarterback of the future. That is absolutely what would happen. And also, they bring back Vic Fangio. But yeah, if Drew is not the one leading the team to those ten wins, if he doesn't do it on his own next year, put up or shut up, he rightfully should go. I'll even say that. Mark Langley in the house, an OG. Mark, we're going to see you here very, very soon. I think it was April 7th. Yeah, we'll see you April 7th on the show. It's going to be great to catch up again. He says, what's up, my guys? Hashtag huddle up pod, hashtag football priest. Always great to have Mark Langley, a legend in the stream. All right, last super, and then we got to dip on out of here. 
Uh, Willie, thank you again, my friend. He says, I'd be happy to come on the show sometime, by the way. Okay, good to know. We'll keep that in mind, my friend. We will definitely keep you in mind. All right, Zach, before we dip on out of here, um, we have to do a little uh, genuflection and show some love and support for our great Facebookers. Hold on, our supporters and those on Facebook that are giving us stars and supporting the channel over there. Uh, it means the world to us, and you all know who you are, but we want to give you some some love by name because – StreamYard does a great job of being of allowing us to show comments, but it doesn't show us the supporters tab, and it doesn't show us um, when when our great listeners give stars. So shout out to Dave Glassman, who we we talked about already today. Um, come on now, my computer's trying to do a little freezy freezy. Let's go. What's what's going on? There we go. Um, hold up, bear with me one second, guys. I got to get them. You know how we are with our. There's Brad Murdoch in the house. Love Brad. There he is with 50 stars. Thank you, my dog. Means the world to us. Randy Jones, another supporter, 200 stars. He's got a three-week streak going. Thank you, Randy. Love you, dog. Um, let me keep going. I saw a few more here. This is how we do it. We There's Jerry. We, we grabbed him from Jerry, another great supporter. Uh, Dave, we grabbed Dave. Jerry again. Bear with us, guys. One second. This is our thanks. The, the content's over for the most part here, guys, but we gotta we gotta say hey to to those who are there's Richard Trahill. Thank you, my friend. Means the world to us. Um I mean, look at this. Here's Zach, here's uh Josh. Good evening, Broncos Country. Keep up the good work on these podcasts, Chad and Zach. Always my number one program to get my Broncos news. 50 stars. Appreciate Thank you, you, Josh. Uh let me see here. Oh, here's one from uh, Brett Caps, a su- newer Brett, supporter. Thank you. So great to see you, my friend. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the stars. Uh, there's Big Earn, of course. We love Big Earn. Um, Gary Leeds, also so thank consistent you. as a, one of our supporters. Six week streak, Zach, with wow. with stars. He says, Sorry, I'm late. I'll watch it later. All good, my friend. Better late than never. And I think that gets it. No, 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 no. Hold up. Uh, Brad Murdoch again. Uh, um, Great supporter of KK too. Thank you, Brad. Yes, there's John Libick. John, you got your uh, little piece of swag coming to you. It's going to be there any day, so don't forget to send us that uh, that selfie so we can shout you out on MHH uh, Instagram and Facebook. All right, that brings us to the end. So love all you guys. We got to go. Um, I have to be in a meeting here shortly with the with the network stuff. So we'll talk to you tomorrow night for hopefully this, this week we get a true traditional mile high mailbag because last week it was interrupted in the best way, you know, um, with the, the George Payton, big Fangio surprise press conference. So we'll uh, circle back tomorrow night, Zach, and get to as many questions as we can, but make sure guys you're following the huddle up podcast on Twitter. Also at mile high huddle. All right. The main Facebook account for the podcast that almost, I almost forgot. How could I, I got to grab the name for uh, the giveaway this week. Stand by. I got to pull up the document where I saved it. Um, Real quick, Zach, while I am pulling this up, tell the community what's coming on deck for you. The next piece you're working on for at milehighhuddle.com. Well, it's, you know, everything's about the quarterbacks right now and the quarterback rumors. And there's, you know, there's, there's wind blowing out there that's indicating the Broncos are going to make a move. And, you know, it's crazy, Chad. You were talking about hopefully having a mile high mailbag tomorrow. 
We might not because it feels like, I don't know to you, but maybe to me, it feels like free agency already started around the NFL. A lot of moves are coming out and news is coming out, and it's wild that it's going to be over March 15th when the tampering window opens before it officially starts March 17th. So hopefully, like you said, we have some traditional questions and answers to get to. All right, here it is. Here's the winner. Now remember, to claim your prize, just send us an email, all right, milehighheddle at gmail.com. And we'll just need your address and we'll need your T-shirt size. Congratulations to Jason O'Neill. Thank you for liking and following the page of the Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook. And congrats on uh, on the win. And Jason, I saw you had a question earlier in the chat about Dak getting his contract. And, you know, did he do the rope-a-dope on Jerry and Stephen Jones? No, Dak just owned Jerry and Stephen Jones. I mean, he bent him over a barrel. He had all the leverage despite his injury, and, and the Cowboys blew the negotiations and cost themselves more money than they needed to, and they realized he's a great talent. So uh, it was a rare situation where not only Jerry Jones overpays, but like he said today, he's proud to overpay for someone of that caliber. All right, guys. Um, follow Zach on Twitter, at KelbermanNFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen. Uh, our producer, Buona Beast, the teddy bear, he will rip your face off, so do not – you got to come correct with John. You know I'm kidding, right? You know I'm kidding, but he is the man, at John K M H H. And then everything else, guys, you know the drill. Please like and support by uh, – please support by liking and subscribing. If we did a good job, respect the effort, share this out there. Other than that, Zach, mile high salute to all our superstars, including Levi Hope. Great to, yes. to visit with you tonight, dog, and uh, sign us on out of here. Yes, guys, we will see you. And first of all, Chad, have a great night. John, have a great night down there. And everyone in the chat, have a great night. We will see you tomorrow, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Mile High Mailbag, our favorite podcast of the week. If you have a specific question, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. You see our handles right there on the screen. Until next time, though, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 